Architecture Social LinkedIn YouTube special. Oh my gosh, let's get all of us on here. Guys, can you hear me? Everything working? Amazing, we're alive. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Stephen Drew. We have a lozenge in my mouth. Probably bad timing, but I got so far. I was doing Clubhouse last night. The show goes on now, and I'm joined by the fantastic Tara Carl from Architecture English. Thank you, Tara, for being here. And the super special guest, don't you, don't you. Sauna from Two Scale. It's amazing. We're 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 all here. We're live, and today we're talking about being productive. Now, what everyone didn't see here before this meeting is that I sent the link to this five ten minutes before we were rushing here. And if there was ever anyone that needed organising in life, it is me. So rather than booking in a sneaky session with Tara and Sauna individually. What better way for me to learn <laughs> live on this stream? And so the topic today that I thought is really useful for everyone is we can talk about when you're feeling unproductive or you're thinking, how do I get organized? Perhaps between us all, we can share some tips, some advice. And between that, we can get some good tips and hopefully some people in the audience can ask questions. But just before we go into it, this is interactive, so you can add, uh, you can send us a comment, you can send us um, a question, and I will bring that up on the screen. As long as it's PG-13, anything naughty, and you don't get on the stream. Me and Taras have learned a lot about Twitch last week. But without further ado, first of all, Tara, how are you today? Are you okay? Yep, I'm going great. I've just come back from a run, actually. So very organized, yeah. quickly 30 minutes ago, I was just getting back from a run, so I'm feeling good. Amazing. Thank you. How are you? How are you feeling? I'm all right. I had a, sh I had a shower for the live stream, so I'm feeling fresh. I'm smelling good. Not that it matters, but getting ready. And actually, exercise is a really good way to stay or uh, you keep your mind fresh, and we can touch upon that later. So thank Absolutely. you for finishing your run and being here. And so, Sana, how are you? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. I've just been, been working, doing the 9 to 5. So this is actually my, my lunch break. <laughs> You're such, on your lunch yeah. break. Okay. Well, I'd, so remind me where you work. Uh, remind me, what's the name of the company? It's called Carlos and Adams. So Carlos and Adams. I promise we'll finish by the end of the lunch break. We won't get <laughs> we won't get Sandra in trouble. That's amazing. And look, it's really great that you're here in your lunch break. And there's so much yes, you do on, on scale, which is amazing. So perhaps what we can do, first of all, in case no one's mm -hmm. met us before, Tara, do you want to explain what Aki English is uh, first? And then Sandra, you can explain what um, scale is. Sure. So Aki English is, uh, I work with individuals who speak English as a second language. So I work directly with architects, landscape architects, and people within the industry as well to help them with their communication skills. And yeah, it's something that I really enjoy and I love it. So it does uh, require me to be very organized, that's for sure. Okay, amazing. That's really interesting. And Sana, do you want to tell everyone about uh, Two Scale? Yeah, so Two Scale is an architecture blog, platform, community, all of it at the moment. Um, it's kind of just about helping students to be obviously more productive, be a bit more organized and help them get through university and make it easier for them. So we post uh, weekly articles and blog posts and tutorials and, you know, really engaging the community with us as well. Wow. And you need to teach me before you go into it, like, because you do that. You do post regularly content every week. And so I actually agree that uh, setting a frequent calendar is probably the smart thing to do with anyone that's got a business like that. But I find it really difficult. I hate structuring things in calendars. And I know, I know I should. So I'm going to have to write down notes or listen to this after later. But anyone that's not done it um, at all, hasn't seen it yet, check out Two Scale Blog online and check out Archie English. And so I probably should say for anyone that hasn't 
um, met me before or, or seen the Architecture Social. The Architecture Social is a community, and um, now we're almost at 4,000 people. Almost. Yay. 20 more people need to join. Maybe I need to give like a badge or something for like the 4,000 person that joins. You know, they, they kind of join up. It's like, woohoo! And then they're like, what, what did I walk into? But it's like, you're the 4,000 person. Anyway, so it's all about getting people jobs. That's at its core. And there's fun and there's engagement. And we got all this cool stuff. But the actual uh, process of looking for a job it can be really stressful and it does help to keep your productivity high so you can chip away at this uh, difficult task and as well as that, you know, as well as being organized and productive, getting the job is really, really important. But the way you do it, if it's least stressful, it's going to be easier for everyone. And that's what it's all about. So you're not alone. And here today, we can all swap tips. So what I was going to say to kick it off is that there are I think half of it to me, when you're talking about getting organized and productivity, half of it, all of it is the mind frame, really. But there are tools online which can really help that and can really um, push that effort. So, and we're going to talk a little bit about Notion today, because I think <laughs> that's your favorite, Sana. Sana's but, so excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but maybe what we can start off with is that, um, I'll, maybe what I'll do to start off with is, as I'll say, where I think I should be more productive and what I do. So me as a personality, okay, I like doing stuff and creating stuff and pushing myself forward. I once did a psychometric test and it said that I am really stubborn, but I'm creative and I'm out for going out there. And I am someone that doesn't like lists. And that psychometric test, I read it and burst out laughing because I felt <laughs> like, wow, this, this is true. So the way I try to get it organized, I do have a calendar, which I force myself to. I do make commitments, but I am someone that doesn't really use a calendar. I don't really do all that stuff, but I try and uh, in my day job, I will do a Monday. I'll do every day a nine o'clock meeting. So there are people there that's in the diary and that's structured and that's how I go about my day job. And on the architecture social, we have a, an events calendar, which I do stick to that's embedded in my calendar, um, on the outlook. And that's what I try to keep to. And I also make time for work. And then after work, I normally do the stuff outside. Wow. I look like the, 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 you <laughs> the, know, the next savior. Yeah. <laughs> But that's really um, what I do. Tara, maybe do you want to, um, first of all, explain, you touched upon it briefly, but you're teaching lots of students. And first of mm. all, how do you try and um, get organized and, and keep being productive? Yeah, good question. And I think firstly, before I talk about how I get organized, I think I really like what you were saying too about you did a psychometric test and you figured out what you like. And for me, for the last year, before I started working um, with students, I did a lot of work to figure out what I'm like as well. And so working with a coach, I followed a lot of the work of Gretchen Rubin who looks at motivation right. and how you're motivated. So, for example, with her, her model, there's four different tendencies. So there's um, an upholder who is mo like internally motivated but also will be externally motivated, right. questioner. So every time you tell them something, they will say, no, tell me why do I need to do this? Then you have up, um, obligers, which is more like what I am, where if somebody tells you to do something, they'll just do it. And then you have rebels who, who will be, when you tell them to do something, they will just do the opposite. Don't so look I at think, me, Tara. Don't look at me. <laughs> so I feel, it sounds like you might be a bit of a rebel oh, and no. not liking lists. So I'm somebody who actually oscillates between obliger and rebel. So knowing that really helped me to understand how I need to be productive. And mm -hmm. so what I've done a bit like you is I've set up a Calendly link. I've made sure that in my calendar I block out times so that when people can book right. in my calendar, that's me being organized. But sometimes I can be a little bit, oh, I don't like to be too organized and, and make lists. So I think for me it was about knowing kind of what I'm like and, and, under, and realizing that everyone's different mm -hmm. and – so what I try to do now is at the start of the week, I try to figure out what are my top priorities for the week. For me, like knowing two weeks in advance is really, really challenging because I have a lot of things in my head when I'm with students. It's yeah. I try to be in the moment. So, yeah, that mm. that's really helped for me. So 
it's 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 hard to be motivated and organized and yeah when you're trying to do a lot of things and you know not only am I doing that I'm trying to create content for for LinkedIn and for Instagram and like it's you know can be a lot so yeah I think it's hard you have to kind of um I I find like having accountability partners works really well as well I quite like that and this and and do you know, it's interesting because you touched upon an accountability. I think when you run in a team, like as you said, I can just go off in my own world with certain things and not have a list and not do that stuff. But especially when you work in the collaborative environment, you do that, owe that to each other. And actually, you're right. That level of accountability between people, it's usually more of a productive working environment, you know, where yeah. you're communicating with each other. You're not feeling lost at sea and you get more done. But Yeah, absolutely. And I, but I like what you touched upon then because it's the two sides of it. There's the planning side of things and then there's yeah. the in the moment. And luckily, I'm someone that I enjoy being in the moment and I'm okay with it. And it's been really interesting, especially doing podcasts where you two, I mean, you because we know each other a little bit, you know a bit where I'm like, where I send a link 10 minutes before and, <laughs> and sometimes for a lot of people that would be overwhelming. And you're right, I do need to work in it so that, mm. for instance, maybe there's a calendar invite and, you say to people, don't worry, I've got your back. And luckily we have that between us because this is a level of trust and you know that I will, you know, I will never, you know, rush anyone or put anyone on the spot. But I do think like you, it does help in certain scenarios to be organized, to keep people in the loop. So that is something I've got to do more and more in the future. So thank you, Tara. That's really useful. And we'll come back to that point in a bit. Now, Sana, Sana (laughs) down here, was really interesting with yourself, Sana, is that, I admire as well, especially on your Instagram. I feel like uh, we do know each other, but yeah. I, because you've, what's great is you let people into your process. And so, mm-hmm. and especially productivity does pop up into it because what I like is that you admit when you're, you know, having a role, you've done some stuff, you're happy. And then yeah. we also see the other side sometimes where you're just like, I haven't done anything today. And maybe that's okay. And we see, see your process there. So, I mean, do you want to, I'm sure maybe in the last year since we spoke, I've seen mm-hmm. you do certain stuff. I've seen you do the website. And first of all, do you want to let people into maybe your current process of how you get organized and how you build to scale? Yeah. Okay. So if I start back at university before I even set up to scale, I didn't use any like digital tools or anything. It was very much analog and very much kind of writing things down in one place. That would mm. be like personal stuff I had to do, uni work, design projects, whatever, in my little sketchbook, which mm. is fine, which is great. And that's one way of being organized and, you know, doing things like on the spot. Um, and then after I graduated, I obviously wanted to keep building my skills while applying for jobs and things. And then a part of that was also setting up to scale, which is a blog. And I set myself the initial goal that I would try and post weekly articles every Monday at 12 p.m., that's it. Um, And then in terms of like social media, my main platform at the time was just Instagram. So I told myself three posts every week, Um, all three would be somehow related to that article going out that week. So it's not me creating new content per se, but it's kind of repurposing that content as well, which Mm -hmm. I think is really important. It's something that, my friend Joe Gannon told me about so he's kind of like a LinkedIn expert as well um, and he's basically all about you know how you can push out really small and punchy content that's going to be impactful but you don't have to do it from scratch it's all kind of already there in a sense um, mm. and then so yeah in terms of kind of being productive also what is being productive I think it's such a relative term and it's so different for each person um, and also like you said, you know, people are seeing me, you know, share my process, which I think is really important because um, by seeing the fact that, you know, even if you think I'm posting like like 10, 15 stories a day um, and I'm supposedly doing this work, I'm not posting the times where I'm kind of like laying down on the sofa doing absolutely nothing or binge watching a TV show and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, and I think people get kind of caught up in this sort of toxic productivity cycle where they think oh my god this person's being so productive why am I not like that but it's actually just like this shift in systems and habits and planning and all of this stuff that you guys have just talked about is actually really connected in a sense so you know by planning 
you can put yourself kind of forward to, um, you know, schedule things in advance or think about your future self, think about what you're going to be doing. And then that way, make it just slightly easier. That, I think that's the main thing about being productive is just making it as easy for yourself as possible, because then you're not kind of ending up procrastinating. You're not, you know, sitting down with a blank piece of paper and unsure of what to do next. So that's also an aspect of it is just to kind of keep thinking ahead in, in, in terms of, you know, what you want to be doing. Amazing. Look, and that's really, really helpful. I, I think that that's one of the, the, the myth busters that I have as well. Exactly the same thing that I can't be in all these social media platforms and do a day job and run the Arctic Social After Hours. And you're right, it's funny because if you see a post at 11 o'clock and nine o'clock in the morning, I'm actually in my job at nine o'clock, but you mm -hmm. can schedule things to go out. And yeah. okay, while we're not talking about architecture per se right now, I think if you're doing any kind of marketing or outbound work or you're organizing events, you're right, there are all these tools available that you can schedule one post and it goes out on all the social yeah. media platforms. And so for anyone that's listening, with the Architecture Social, I use Buffer. So it's all hooked up to all of my um, accounts and I will schedule something and it will go out. Now, you you guys will laugh because there's nothing in my Buffer queue, so I literally post now and it goes out. But the concept is that, as Asana said, is that you build up content over time and you schedule it to go out. The other bit that I do quickly before we jump on and open the conversation is that I repurpose stuff. So, for instance, this is a conversation we're talking. It's live and people can participate. But I will also put this on the Architecture Social podcast because I found that what's interesting is some people on the podcast will like a an episode where I talk to someone about their career and that's offline. But some people do not want to watch this content on LinkedIn and they want to listen to it on the way to work. And so you can use that amazing content that you've done in different vehicles. So if there's anyone listening here that's doing architectural work or photography as well, it's kind of, in my opinion, a really good advice that you get that picture and you, you put it there, you put it there, you put it there, you put it there, and you make these platforms work for you and not the other way around. And like a buffer or maybe some of this, a different one on Tara, you can tell me, but you literally log it up to all your social media accounts and it's ready to go as and when you're posting. So that's kind of like an example of making th these tools, making things easier for me. And what I've noticed with these tools is that sometimes I will get seduced by a tool. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And you get sucked into it. And then you actually realize mm, it's not really doing much for me. Whereas though, Buffer, actually saves me time. And I've seen Notion, where I need to put the effort in because I haven't started yet, but when you do it and you build it up, it saves you time. It's energy at the start, but it pays off in the long term. And I find that a lot of these tools that we're talking about, you need to calibrate and set them up. Uh, but then once they're set up, they're a lot easier. Um, just to expand upon on that subject of Fort Tara, we, What's your thoughts about that? Is there anything that you use in particular that yeah. makes things easy for you? Yeah, and I think it's interesting what you're saying because at the start I was very resistant to planning things and putting them in a like a, a scheduler, that mm. sort of thing. Uh, so I use Planoly for my Instagram. Um, mm. And with my LinkedIn, I don't use a scheduler, but I put it into Notion. So I put all of my posts into Notion um, when I'm writing them, what, what I tend to do is I write them in one go. So I'll, I'll set aside a block of time, maybe two hours, and think about the things that I want to talk about. Mm -hmm. And I also have a very um, particular structure of what I want to talk about too. So there's five kind of key themes. Um, and then I'll write them all out in one go. And then with Notion, I can say if it's in progress or if it's complete. So I, I kind of use that. In a way, because sometimes I feel like I, particularly with LinkedIn, I want to make sure that I'm engaging as well. So I don't want that to just be being sent off and then not really being there. So, yeah. yeah but I was very resistant in the in the beginning to to planning 
um, anything. I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be there. But then you realize, you know, you don't have the time. You just, if you do it in blocks, you can be thinking about something in that time, do it, and then just not think about it or think about it less. It's never, there's never a time when I'm not thinking about it. It's just, you think about it less. So I think it's definitely helped me and it's, it's probably helped me to see what's coming, you know, what's happening in the future and maybe how I could make it better. Also, I think I, I need to be better at uh, repurposing because one, one thing I've realized people keep telling me like every day it's a new post about something different. I think, oh gosh, I need to repurpose more often, but I'm, I, I guess I'm very passionate about it and I want to, get out as, as much as I can. So, but you have to look after yourself as well. So I've got to uh, make sure I'm giving myself the, the time. But yeah. Amazing. Well, I think you're doing a great job of it. Um, repurposing. It will, it's that half of this is experimentation. And I love that's what we're talking about here. And what's interesting, just before we, we touch on reuse on it, we're all, well, we're all doing the same. We're doing the same and different as in. So what's interesting is Zana, I've seen you build up to scale from nothing right mm -hmm. tara you've got a business actively engaged with people and you know in terms of architectural recruitment a lot of it is responding and helping people out and booking in people's stuff and meeting people i mean that's very very active reactive but also yeah. with the architecture social it requires a lot of work all the time to get events on to grow it to get new people in to communicate what you're doing in and out in the world it requires a lot of energy and, and you're yeah. right the more and more of these tools that we can use it just makes it easier so i mean sana i mean what's um do you want to kind of expand on a little bit about your process then at the moment the, the notion queen notion for sponsor you man you're so, <laughs> you're so good with the software it's amazing i need to write some tips yeah, um, so in terms of like uh, social media planning, I actually use a tool called SmarterQ. So it's just like like Buffer and Planoly and stuff. Um, it has this really cool feature actually where you can post, where you can schedule in evergreen posts. So what it'll do is, um, you know, say I post something on LinkedIn or Instagram or, or whatever, and then actually I can set it to post the same thing again, slightly worded differently or with another link or whatever at a later, later stage in time. And then it'll kind of recycle that post in that sense. So I've seen content creators who have literally like retweeted stuff they tweeted like years ago, but it's relevant now too. And it's actually helped people now as well, you know, whether they're new to, the, new to your audience or whatnot. So that's something that I try to do, but definitely, um, you know, setting aside that time, like Tara said, just to like schedule in all those posts and create that content. That's something I, I do a lot. And um, I actually see it, you know, how you said about. Oh, oh we've lost her. We'll get, we'll get Sana back. So we'll hold that for Tara. Remember what she said, but I'm sure. <laughs> I don't remember. Which is coming back actually. It, it's Sana. interesting though. Like I was thinking too, because, you know, a lot of this is so, it's so different to when you're working in practice, you know, productivity yeah. because you're so reliant on other people. And, and I remember in my first years of working as a landscape architect, being so organized and, and mm. just being feeling like I was getting annoyed at all these interruptions and things like that. So yeah. you had to be more adaptable. Whereas now I feel like there's much more room to kind of, you know, do wow. what I need to do. Well, this is it. And also, it's probably worth, why are you feeling productive and organized? Like a good example there was, bless her, Sana, disconnected, yes. right? It's no problem. <laughs> it's no big deal. This is yeah. life, you know, it happens. What happens? And while you can plan things and get organized, what I was saying, and I talked about it a bit last night, that's why I had one of them losses. Sorry for like getting the wrapper out and stuff online. But <laughs> basically, the Unsecured Social, we have a clubhouse and we talk. And in the evening, what I think is that, we were talking about planning and reacting. And I do think, though, that all the plans in the world and all the scripts in the world, don't worry, Sana, you're back okay. and you're cool. cool. You, you're <laughs> back, don't worry, you're fine. What I, was, what, what I was saying, though, is that you can plan things and you can script things, but like that, sometimes the internet just drops out. Or like <laughs> what we were saying, Tara, last night, is that when you're given a crit, sometimes you get that question that you don't expect coming. And then mm. when you plan things and organize, you've got to be able to, to roll with the punches and that yeah. is life so i think it's always good to have a healthy balance and um, to organize stuff 
but they expect the unexpected, like that. Maybe someone's yeah. brother was downloading something. <laughs> we don't know. Was probably was, but it's no drama, is it? This is real life. And it's so, what happens. So, Sana, you cut off when you were saying something, something, something. We and, forgot. We forgot. And we forgot. <laughs> I was, um, I was talking about the fact that. So, you said you don't, you're not really a big fan of lists, right? Yes. So what I do instead of scheduling, you know, tasks, I actually schedule in areas of focus. So what I'll do is, you know, uh, if I need to work on, um, you know, writing a blog post, for example, I don't tell myself, write introduction, write like conclusion, do the SEO and blah, blah, blah. I like block out like two hours or three hours to do as many blog posts as I can or get as far as I can. Same thing with any like design work or projects and things like that. It's more about scheduling in what you want to be focusing on for that chunk of time and actually setting yourself a time goal rather than an output goal. Because in that sense, um, if you don't meet that output, then you kind of feel a bit kind of annoyed at yourself afterwards saying like, you know, why didn't I complete that? And then you start feeling guilty. And then in turn, that makes you even more procrastinated afterwards. So um, yeah, that was that was one of my points and I don't remember the rest. <laughs> no, that's cool. That's really helpful. And I, I'd like to touch upon that point of, it's really easy at first, especially with online social media, uh, is that you can look at uh, some, and Sana, sometimes I do look at this, is, I do think of your scale as well when I think of this. It's like there's so many posts there that sometimes I'm like, I can never do as good as Sana does. But what's really nice here is to talk about that basically you organize it, you build it up. So what I'm trying to say here is we're all human. These are tools mm. and there's stuff there. But for anyone listening here, like do not be intimidated by these tools and don't get put off at first if you kind of feel yourself resisting at first because i do that you know i'm like i used to use my calendar and my phone and that's it and like mm -hmm. the idea of notion i'm in that process now where i'm like you tara i'm like i know it's gonna help me but i'm, I'm, like, I'm at that point where i'm just like oh my god but if i keep persevering with it and get through it th then you learn from it you become better and it's part of the adaptive process so for anyone listening you know do not feel like oh gosh i i'm so far behind i can't be bothered don't do yeah. that because the first everyone can start and it's also like youtube or anything like now i think in the young teacher social we have 1000 people subscribed to the channel at first i was just like never gonna get there why should i bother and then i remember that luckily i have a friend called Will McDaniel, he's been on one of my podcasts before, and now he had one of them videos that went viral, and he has 700,000 people. And I was wow. just, I'm, and I'm really good friends with him, and I was just like, yeah, I'm never gonna get to that point. And he's just like, what are you on about? You got 1,000 people in a year. I took me four years to get to 1,000. And what's really interesting, we always forget that. We always forget that. And then when we, we look at people and they've gone so far, you, I think it's really easy to go, I can't do it to scale or I can't do the social or how can I do it? Start a business like Tara's doing with Archie yeah. English and have all this stuff. And I think that it actually it's day by day and breaking it down. And what I was going to say is that we talked a lot about the tools and stuff, but I think for me, one of the tips I want to share with everyone on like how to get organized and productive is, you can't just like, it's like a New Year's resolution where you're like, I'm never going to drink again. It doesn't work like that. You've got to break down the task. So instead of maybe going like, right, I'm going to rehaul everything. Maybe you go like, okay, this weekend, I'm going to open up Notion. Next weekend, I'll explore a buffer. And then, you know, two, three days later, you will do your first post in the buffer or your, your, the tool that you on about Sarah. And then, and you know, basically... You, you pick it up from there. But I think with, for anyone here, the most important thing is don't get overwhelmed. They're all mm. tools to help you. And, and what we're talking about here is stuff that is useful for what we do. And the other bit that I wanted to touch upon just before we open the conversation up again is that while I do architectural recruitment and architecture social in the evening, you could use that as I'm sure a lot of people here, you're thinking about, you have your side hustle outside of architecture or you have your hobby. And a lot of this, the kind of productivity and organization tools that we're talking about will really help you do that. And I've seen people in architecture who are like amazing painters and stuff and they're like, oh, 
how am I ever going to try and sell this stuff or how am I ever going to get my, my artwork out there? And it's actually easier than you think if you use these tools. And yeah, yeah that was kind of like my point here. If anyone's in the audience, because I can see people are here, if you want to type a question to Tara or Sana or even me, I don't know how much help I'll be, but you can, you can say a question to me. Then fire them through and we will answer the questions. But okay, so let's just open it up a bit. When we let's go back to the question where we talked about how to get productive and to be more organized. Tara um, or Sana, maybe Tara, I'll just jump in. Yeah, I'll start. Yeah, you'll start. I I love what you were saying about, you know, and I think this is really, really important. And I feel like we need to emphasize this is that. Everyone is different and not everyone is going to do things the same. And it's okay to, mm. to be like that. You can do things differently. You know, one of my, one of my favorite things is a post-it note. And I, I love this. So in the morning when I'm going through my diary, okay, this is what I need to do for the day. I, I just write on my post-it note, what are my three priorities? I stick them on my computer. And then when it's finished, I take it off the computer and I put it in the bin. And it just feels good for me. Other people say they write a list and they like crossing things off. So it's whatever works for you. And I think it's about finding something that works for you. And I think the other thing that you were talking about too, which I really like, is that it's about knowing what your priorities are. So with people that I work with, what can tend to happen is that when, when they have the conversation with me, they want to improve their English or they have big, really big goals. Yeah. But they don't necessarily know how that looks on a day-to-day basis. So yeah. they say, I want to be this and I want to be able to do that. But but what sort of small steps do you need to take in order to get there? So I often encourage not to, although I think that goals are good, I think what I try to do first is to just kind of dip your toe in the water and kind of yeah. see what is working because – Everything is different and, and we, there's so much information out there. You should be doing this. You should be doing that. Oh, try this. Try that. And it's really hard to kind of shut that off sometimes. So mm. it's, it's really important to sort of understand what's important for you, what's going to work for you, and don't worry about what everyone else is doing. It's what you like that's important. And I think what you were talking about too with the, with the YouTube we often will look at somebody who's maybe 10 years ahead of us yeah. and think, why can't I do it like that? But we don't see what they did when they first started or what they were doing at the beginning. Mm. You know, when I first started Arc English, I had no idea what I was doing. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this, see mm. what happens. But the more people you talk to, the more you understand what's, hap- what's happening, what works, you, you just build it slowly. And, you know, I'm not interested in um, the short-term gains I'm more interested in I'm in it for the long term so I'm not going to go anywhere and it's I think it's important you just sort of reassess know what your priorities are um and yeah and I would say that all of that sort of these sort of things that I learned working in a practice as well um Mm -hmm. going in the morning at going in the morning and knowing what my three priorities were writing them on a post-it note putting them on my computer and then somebody, the client would ring and be like, oh, I want you to change this and I need it now. <laughs> so, you know, these, these things you have to make allowances for, I think. So, amazing, amazing. Yeah. And when I was typing away there, it's because when you were talking, something resonated with me. And I, just, <laughs> it, it might, I had to get my note ready. That's good. That. Yeah. Well, I will touch upon what I wanted to say in a bit, but I think it's only fair I let the lovely Sana jump in. Sana, is there something that you were thinking about when we were chatting there that you'd like to add to the chat? Yeah, absolutely. So I think how you spoke about being prepared for the unexpected, that's a that's a really key aspect because you need to give yourself that sort of breathing room and that mm. breathing room or, you know, taking time out for yourself and, you know, prioritizing your well-being as well is mm. also equally productive as doing other tasks and working on other projects. I think that's something that um, people don't really kind of take into account and they only kind of see it as like a a last option or a second like a final thought or whatever and they don't really um, understand it until they get to a point of burnout and then they're like oh hold on why is this happening I thought I was being productive Mm -hmm. Um, 
Yeah, so I think that's also that's also a key aspect. But I think you know you you touched on some really good points, Tara, about you know um, prioritizing just a few things. And I think people have a lot of friction um, when it comes to being productive is because they don't know where to start or how to start. And I think even like you know, have you heard of the um, the two minute rule where you just work on something for two minutes and that's it? You you tell mm. yourself, okay, I'm just gonna you know try and use Notion for two minutes and that's it, no more. And if after the two minutes you kind of give up and you're like, okay, maybe it's not for me, fair enough. But most of the time what happens is after the two minutes, you kind of think, oh, well, I'll just carry on for a bit more and a bit more and a bit more. And then actually over time you build up that resilience and you're kind of thinking, well, I know that I'll have this kind of focus on this specific task for a certain amount of time. So like, for example, I can only really realistically write about three blog posts before I'm kind of before my brain switches off and I'm like okay I can't do this anymore and I know myself myself and I know that about me therefore I plan in that kind of aspect and I'm thinking okay I'll set aside about two hours for doing so not like five hours of the entire day for example so uh, yeah it's just that sort of how to start is, is really difficult for most people, even in kind of design, when you're thinking about the brief that you have to, um, you know, follow or build upon, it's it's really difficult. So I think, yeah, figuring out what you enjoy the most and how you work best is also a key, a key point to productivity. Yeah. I love it. I, th- I think they're both great values. So what popped in mind when we were talking there, um, Tara, which is interesting, and Sana, you kind of embodied a bit of, point I'm going to make here is that we're talking about uh, staying organized, productive, and and you're right, it's normally when people think of these stuff, you're driving towards a target. And to say, as you, we were talking earlier, I'm going to be the biggest YouTuber ever, that, <laughs> while it's possible, that's like there. And what I find really interesting is that while you were saying, Tara, you know, you've got to be careful of the word goals, and that's why you use priorities, is that they're almost a little bit more bite-sized and achievable because I think it's really important that you have things to aim for. I just think it's good to do it little by little. Or like mm-hmm. what we were saying there of, today I'm going to do this, today I'm going to do that. My goal is to get to 10 Instagram followers, 20 Instagram, 30. Or in architecture, it's to get a new client on, or maybe I'm going to reach out today, I'm going to build up my following, whatever it is. If it's a bit smaller and bite-sized, it's then more achievable because, and you're less likely to go like, do you know what, I can't be bothered. You know, it's like that thing of, um, like I get it a lot because one of the things I've always struggled for in my life is like weight less, loss and gain, right? And if I suddenly go like, oh, I need to go super skinny again, that's just so far away, that's hard. <laughs> if you're just like, today, I'm gonna eat healthy. And by the end of the week, I'm gonna try and go one or two pounds later. That is so much more achievable. And I mm. respond in a better way. So when you were talking about goals and priorities, uh, Tara, I think that's great. One of the ones I like is what's called smart goals. And what I like about them, and this is what I was typing about, so you don't think I'm rude. Uh, I know you don't, but you know what I mean. I'm just saying yeah. it. So anyone there is thinking like, what's he doing? Inviting people on the typing? What kind of guy is he? <laughs> but, so smart goals, let me bring them up because I always forget. I always need to read out what they are, but it's interesting. So smart goals are specific. So that's the S. Measurable. So quantify how much they are. So the first one was specific, so target something. So let's say you you want to uh, build up Instagram. That's your target, measurable. What are we saying? 10 followers, 20, not, I want to be the biggest. You need to measure it because otherwise it's gonna be unachievable. Assignable, specify who will do it. I will do it. Or if you know, if it's, say no, it's a team effort, you say, you'll be doing this, you'll be doing that. So you assign things. And this is the one I really like. The the R is realistic. State what can be realistically achieved. I mean, what can you do during the day? Sana, you said you're working. You know, you this is your lunch break. We can have a great chat for 20 minutes. That's realistic. And that's probably good. That's enough. But you get what I mean. So we've said for one hour, we're going to talk. And time related. Oh, the last one was T, which is time related. So that's saying a goal. So in the smart target, it would be, I want to start building up my Instagram so that at the end of the month, I have 10 followers, right? So it's a smart goal. 
I kind of got there in the end. What I like about this, though, it's not pie in the sky. I will learn the guitar. I will set up an architectural practice. Of course you can do that, but it should be at the start. I am going to bring on a client and do some work. I'm going to bring on a client this month. We're going to measure it. I'm going to do a planning application. Uh, I will do it myself. And that's realistic because I have the hours to do that outside and time. I'm going to do it this month. I'm going to do it now. And, and so I like that kind of way of looking at it. Bite-sized, achievable, realistic. Well, what's your, so does that kind mm. of, emphasize, what do you think, Tara? Am I in the right ballpark? Yeah. It's, in, it's interesting that you're talking about SMART goals. So I kind of, I like SMART goals, like what you're uh. talking about. But sometimes I feel like we need to have the ability to reevaluate them, which yeah. Because, I mean, particularly in the, in the field that I work with, you, people tend to feel bad about themselves if they're not achieving the, the realistic goals or, you know, that sort of thing. So that's why I do talk a lot about making priorities. So if you make a priority on Monday and you didn't meet your priorities on Friday, having the ability to reevaluate that and say, well, I didn't meet my SMART goals or my goals, it's okay next week I'll just start again. So that's why I like, yeah, I like the idea of SMART goals, but I think that we don't put enough emphasis on the ability to reevaluate and just be like, it's okay. You know, you're not, it's not the worst thing in the world if you didn't meet something um, because, you know, because life happens. And I think the other thing too is that life does happen. You can make really big goals or intentions and then, stuff happens that you can't control. You, I mean, you can't control how many followers you get really on Instagram because yeah. of other things or external factors. So there's lots of things that we, we can't control. So what we can control though is what we do about it. So if we don't meet, if we don't meet those goals, we can reevaluate it. It's okay. I'm going to go back to it again. It's okay. And that's why I think it's important to sort of set that in place because yeah. I mean, I know that myself, even when learning French, for example, I just went through this cycle of feeling bad about myself because I'm like, okay, I didn't meet my goal this week. Oh, I'm so terrible. I'm never going to speak French. <laughs> but it's just little by little, you know, just little bit by bit. And, I mean, the people that I work with too, they're busy. They can't always fit doing English things between the lessons. Um, so, you know, it's okay. If you, it's okay if you don't meet your goals every every week. You just reevaluate them and you come back to them. So, yeah, I think it's important. Everyone's different. We all do things differently. But be nice to yourself. And I like what Sana was saying too about exercise. I think for me, when I'm feeling unproductive or what am I doing, every time I do exercise, something comes into my head. So I look at something from a new perspective. I have a new way of looking at it and I think, I need to write this down on my hand every time I get back from a run because it needs to, I need to remind myself, go for a run because it's good for you. But yeah. Amazing. I think, I think well said. And so Sana, we'll jump in 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 one second on your thoughts on that. I love that though. I love that you were like, I've got something smarter than the smart girl, but I love that. (laughs) I love that. But you touched upon something I really want to flesh out quickly before we jump Mm. into Sana, which was, in the process of you learning um, French and quote-unquote failing, you're still achieving something. You're doing much, much more. I run a recruitment business, which has now evaporated, and so it turned over a lot of money years ago, but then it failed for X, Y, Z, and I had to start again. But you take all those lessons with you, and it's even with the architecture social. Uh, there's so much changes. Sana set a group out on them. Um, inside the architecture social and me and her had the chat about does this work is it not what value are we doing is it replicating what you're doing and, and over time you've got to be able to adjust stuff and i think that comes through learning and i think that the journey there is almost as important as the skill or the goal or whatever itself i mean i said 10 years ago that i would learn the guitar and i got it and i'm still quite bad at it but when i do get on there I enjoy it. I relax. It's for me. Okay, I'm not going to be on, you know, Instagram with da da da. That's <laughs> not what I do it for. I do it because I enjoy it, and that's quote unquote a failure because I am not a good guitarist. But so well, 
you know? So what? Mm. Anyway, Sana, I jumped in there, but uh, feel free to add your thoughts, comments, or what's fresh in your mind while we're chatting now. Yeah, I mean, um, so you talked about kind of setting smart goals and stuff. I think mm. another aspect of um, goal setting in that sense is, um, is systems. So I think uh, if you've read Atomic Habits by James Clear, he kind of boasts on the fact about you need to be setting systems, not goals. Um, and I think that's kind of like taking those goals and actually creating actionable tasks or steps that will help you get towards that goal. So, for example, like we talked about the example with building Instagram, how are you going to actually achieve that goal? Um, mm. Of course, you're going to set yourself, you know, many, many tasks and things to do. But actually having a system that's sort of repetitive or you do um, on a weekly basis, for example, and kind of building and fleshing out those little habits is what's going to get you towards that goal as well. So I think that's um, that's a really key aspect of it too. That's what I was kind of thinking in my life. Yeah, and I and I love that. And do you know what? There's an element when we think about productivity and organized. There's an element which is work, and then is uh, as in what I found before is that when your heart's in something, these tasks tend to get done easier and they're more mm -hmm. pleasurable and then you enjoy getting organized and then you are more productive because your passion's in it. And what I found that really is when something's not, my heart's not in it, it's just so much work. And it's yeah. just like, ah, and I'm just this guy. So I like, so as an internal joke at work that I am the guy, right, that on the internal systems, I leave, sorry, well, if you're watching here, oh, maybe, <laughs> I'm out in myself. I am the worst at writing the notes, but I do just <laughs> enough to get by. And I, it's not that I, it's just, that's not where my passion is. But what's interesting, when, I, then when it comes to teaching or talking like this, I'm all over it. I enjoy it. I feel really productive and I feel like I can offer a lot of value. And what's interesting is that when suddenly that's what it's about. So really the architecture social is all about in its core something I'm proud of, which means like as an architect or a part two, would I find value in this? And that kind of keeps me going because then it's interesting, but then helping people is a part of it. So, and then what is interesting by, by doing that, all this stuff goes up, you know, it's quite nice when you're not trying anymore to build the YouTube up for the number, but you put out content and then it goes up. It's like, oh, great. This is cool. And I do think that really helps with keeping me motivated because suddenly then the word I want to say is it's less of a chore, you know, yeah. whereas some of the stuff and hey, I love my job at McDonald's. I'm not going to go at that. But when I'm saying like, right, I'm not that guy, you know, I'm the speaking guy. I'm not the type B guy. I'm the speaky guy. And I think that when you find something that you're passionate about as well, it can really ignite um, this uh, element and maybe the other thing is feedback loops so when you do something i think it really helps when you see that it's had a positive effect it can really keep you going so really i remember once i uh, and so tara knows she was on the clubhouse last night and i was saying that you there that sometimes it's after work and you're knackered but when someone writes a message like i really enjoyed that i'm like <laughs> okay i'll keep going next week i'll do it even though i'm tired but I'll do it because I do enjoy it and you saw some value out of it. And that can kind of keep me going. And I just wonder if then that's because it's something that we're all in together. You know, you're a creator, Sana. Tara, you create as well. And then you can kind of keep yourself going too. And I yeah. think that that helps being in part of like, I, I know the word, everyone says community, but yeah, being with people and doing goals together really helps it's maybe it's a bit like that studio culture we all have in university or in a practice but when you're doing it together it's much less daunting to go after your goals and it's it's easier to stay productive because you're mm. as, you've got the social accountability you were talking about earlier tara you know yeah i think that's true like accountability helps particularly for me, accountability is amazing. Like knowing that somebody is there waiting for me or that, you know, this, this is uh, important to do because somebody's waiting for it. Of course that, that helps, but then it's a balance, I guess, isn't it about whether, whether it's accountability or doing it for yourself. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, look, I think that's a nice roundup statement, Sana. What I was going to say now, maybe you can mm-hmm. drop one or two points in there. And then after, what we can do, because we've got about 10 minutes left, what we can do um, is that we can show people a quick flavor of one or yeah. two things that we've done. And you're going to yeah. laugh because I've set up a job seeking template, which people <laughs> find useful. And I force myself to design it for other people. And I'm happy because people enjoy it. Yeah. And this is something I would have benefited from before. So hopefully I never need to use it, but it's there for other people to use. So what I'm going to do is bring this up quickly. And then in the background, Sana, maybe you can get yeah. this, the shared screen ready and then we can we can go through it. Right, okay, let me bring this up. Helps to be organized to stay productive, doesn't it? So let me just show everyone. Okay, so this is one I designed, right? So if you're job seeking, it's super, super stressful. And one of the things that I say is that you see so many people, uh, and like myself before, that you think, how do you look for a job, okay? You just go on design, maybe you write your application and you send it off and you forget about it. Now in the context of a job search, that's gonna get lost. So what I like to say to people is, build your own database. And so when you're looking for a job, one of the tools, and so everyone, you can get this for free. I'll show you where. It's on the Architecture Social, Tara. You can gallop <laughs> it as well and feel free it's to very, very, uh, show your productive. students and stuff. Yeah, but so what I've done is like, here's a few um, companies that when you search in. And so what I've done is that when you see a job online, and this is one of the views, is that, so here we go, here's the old jobs. When you see a job, do it really quick, just really quick, you say, you copy the text, the part one architectural system wrote from Dizine. You can maybe put the job description. If you're interested in sectors and stuff down the line in your career, it's probably worth doing that and getting organized. And this is the most important one. When you send your application, you put your status of when you sent it. And then you put as well the date of when you sent your CV. Because what that will do, sorry, I know it's a bit, oh, let's see if I can zoom in. No, okay, but what I'm saying is, it's really important to be accountable when you send your CV to what company so you can follow up. And so what I like about this is that by adding things in, you are mentally seeing that at the end of the day, you applied for 10 places, you've got them in there, you know the date when to follow up. Whereas if you did what I used to do in the old days, if you just send them off, maybe you feel like you had a good day, but maybe then you doubt yourself. Whereas this, you get this feedback loop and you can see the progression. And so one of this then, which I like about this air table is, is that say now when you are invited for an interview, you go, yay, and you move it over, you get organized and stuff. So this is a job search template, which I made, and it would really help if I know the link. Yay, it's here. So you can go on the Architecture Social's website and you can go to create, if you type in job application tracker, let me put this hyperlink in, that'll help, won't it? That'll help, so there we go. <laughs> you can go and check it out. I can't send that on LinkedIn, unfortunately, but if you go to this hype, if you type job application tracker, you will find it. And that's something that I set up because I felt it would be helpful for someone looking for a job. It's the kind of thing I wish I had back, back in the day. And it's very organized I, for someone who doesn't like lists. It's very good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tara, Tara, I had to force myself. <laughs> but at the end, I felt a lot better for it. And it's out there for anyone to download, use, repurpose for free. So that's, you know, my one. Tara, you showed yours earlier, the fantastic post-it notes. So we don't need to see that online. <laughs> yet. Post-it notes got, are the best. <laughs> yeah, well, why not? If the point is, it's whatever works for you and trying something different. So maybe I should try a post-it note. So mm. I love that. So Sana, what I'm going to do mm. is bring up now your screen. Oh. Okay. Okay, great. Cool. Ooh. Yeah, so this is my Notion um, setup. This is just one of the pages in my workspace, as you call it. Um, yeah. And I think it builds on the idea that you just showed with Airtable. So for example, I've got my blog post, but I'll go in here, my social media content plan. So this yeah. is just a database and I can actually add in views uh, where is it? This one. There you go. I just and put again, your I'm, website on, so yeah. there you go. Yeah, and then just drag and drop which ones are done, which ones aren't done. And then therefore, you know, it just keeps it much more organized. But then the great thing about Notion is that in each database, everything is actually um, a page in itself. 
So right. you know how in Excel you can have all these, you can have, you can replicate this, but the actual entry um, that you have here, it's, it's a page in itself. For example, if I open up this one, this is a blog post that I've written. And I've actually moved over my whole kind of content creating side to Notion as well. So I can essentially add in all my text in here. This is a template that I built. And I think mm. templates are also a great sort of asset for productivity because it mm. just saves so much time. So um, I've just blobbed in the, the template, written in all my stuff, here's my text. And then at the end, I can have these four or five key kind of next little tasks that I need to do, tick them off, and then I'm done. And that's literally it. And then I can kind of go over here and schedule them and, you know, whatever, see whatever status it's at right now. Mm-hmm. And then week after week, I can just literally just publish them as I go. Um, and then I have a whole database about all these different blog posts ideas as well. So that's just literally one database that I've duplicated. So this is filtered for the upcoming posts. And then this is filtered for all my ideas and then all the ca- kind of categories related to them. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's really it's really simple. It's really easy. And um, yeah, it doesn't really take long to set up either. I mean, if you start from one database, um, you can kind of build it up from there and you kind of also get stuck in this like rabbit hole of going page within page within page, um, <laughs> which is really it's it's really fun, actually, once you do get into it. So, for example, um, we've got a little team hub going on at the moment and we've been updating the website, for example. So I've got someone to analyze what the website was like before and they've kind of added in their notes. So it actually oh. works with notes as well as uh, which is a great thing. Um, and then I've kind of archived all the blog posts that are currently on the website. So Notion also has a clipper, a web clipper. So it's like a Chrome extension. And if you go on like any kind of web page or YouTube video or anything, all you have to do is save that page and it automatically saves it into a database. Um, I've got one, where is it? So currently I'm kind of looking at all the kind of YouTube videos that I'm learning from and kind of writing notes about them. So this is one that I've added in and it's automatically put in the link and the video itself. And these are like my little notes that I've sort of added on. So it's also kind of building on this whole kind of second brain concept in a sense where you're putting things on the back burner and you can have them in your in your brain at all times, but it's in your digital brain. So you don't have to kind of remember all this information or keep it in different kind of areas. It's all kind of in one place in that sense. So that's that's kind of like a quick overview of how I use Notion at the moment. Love it. Wow, Tara, we've got a workout for us. Well, um, I actually bought Sana's template. So oh, I bought Sana's cool. template last year and then I started using it and it's been the best thing that I've done because not only am I using it for, say, content creation, I'm also using it with my students. So each, each of my students has a page and I'm just ah, nice. still getting used to how to use it. But what I do is then share that page with them as a link and then they can go through all the different tools and the activities and they say, okay, it's lesson five. What are we doing in lesson five? Then I can embed videos, all sorts of things. So in that way, Notion works really well. And then when I'm doing group sessions as well, I just share the the link with them and I put notes in there and then I don't have to send emails to them and update them. It's all just in one place. So it works really well. And there's, there's, um, there's a lot of templates for all different things so teaching um productivity goal setting lots of things so yeah once i finally um got over my this is too hard (laughs) and started using it i was like why did it take me so long this is so amazing well this is it i think it's definitely worth checking out i think on that note tara me and you need to have another little look at notion and jump in I am conscious now. Sana's got to go back to work in one minute. So what we can do now is probably continue the conversation as well. So it's probably worth mentioning for everyone here. Oh, we can see Sean said, thanks for some great tips. Thank you, Sean. It's our pleasure. I mean, fair enough. Um, You know, I really appreciate Sana joining us on her lunch break as well. And Tara during the busy day, which is great. And so we all have our own. Uh, websites as well it's probably worth saying what i love is that 
I mean, so you can find Sana on her website, Scala's website, and as well as that, uh, what I was going to mention is as well, you can actually find Tara, and you're going to enjoy this, Sana. She's got her own group now, and she's Yay. got a little following on on the on the architecture social, and it's really cool. It's really really cool. And what let's talk about two things because Sana's got a really cool Discord group. Mm-hmm which I think is super cool with 200 people. And so Tara's got a little mentoring group on the Architecture Social. But if you want to follow up on everyone else so you can join the Architecture Social community, do it. Be the number 4,000. I will. Give <laughs> I think we need something. to give them something special, like a book. Yeah. Or... <laughs> I'll give them. I will give or them a notion work. template. A notion template would be a great. Yes, idea. we'll do something like that. I think we've got to have a bit of fun with number four person, which will be soon. You can drop Sana a message on the architecture social or on Instagram. You can find Tara on the internet as well in the architecture social, and you can find me on the architecture social as well. So thank you everyone for joining us. Have a fantastic uh, afternoon. Set yourself a, a like a little task, a little priority, Two not minutes. a smart goal. Because we're gonna, you know, <laughs> not a smart goal. Maybe if you want, everyone's different. That's what we're saying. That's true. And so enjoy your afternoon. Thank you, everyone. Summer, Thanks, everyone. Tara, just stay on the line one second, and we will close the broadcast now. Thank you, everyone. Take bye care. Bye-bye. bye. Bye.